Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Namaste. I don't know if you've noticed at the end of every show, I end with namaste. And the definition, I looked it up, of namaste is literally, I bow to you. I had been taught that it also meant the humanity within me bows to the humanity within you. So when I was contemplating what the show would be about, Namaste, I pulled out my short crib notes on Gandhi because it's a Hindu saying, I bow to you or literally hail. And it's it's relatively new according to what I've researched, like 1940 is when it started to come into use. And Gandhi was doing a whole bunch of work during the 30s and 40s and before that. So anyway, I pull out my book about Mahatma Gandhi and the opening to it is with a short essay from Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And Desmond Tutu did his amazing work during the dismantling of apartheid in South Africa. And it was a very violent uprising. Many, many people were brutalized as they tried the entire country tried to work through this kind of old way that South Africa operated under apartheid. So I'm, I'm just going to read this to you guys because it's this essay by Desmond Tutu, because it explains to me, it expands on the idea of the humanity in me bows to the humanity in you, basically recognizing that we're all human and we're all in this together. Now, Desmond Tutu, South Africa had philosophy, I guess, uh, called Ubuntu, Ubuntu. So if that he's talking about that in this essay, I'll just read it and then you guys will know what it is and understand it. Okay. So Desmond Tutu says, if I diminish you, I diminish myself. In my culture and tradition, the highest praise that can be given to someone is Ubuntu, an acknowledgement that he or she has this wonderful quality, Ubuntu. It is a reference to their actions toward their fellow human beings. It has, it has to do with how they regard people and how they see themselves within their intimate relationships, though their familial relationships, and within the broader community. Ubuntu addresses a central tenet of African philosophy, the essence of of what it is to be human, the essence of what it is to be human. The definition of this concept has two parts. The first is that the person is friendly, hospitable, generous, gentle, caring, and compassionate. In other words, someone who will use their strengths on behalf of others, the weak and the poor and the ill, and not take advantage of anybody. And now I'm just going to do an aside here. Here's my aside 
Doesn't this sound like something we all need to be practicing, recognizing and help using our strengths to the benefit of others and not taking advantage of anyone? I think I'm going to have a lot more asides, but continuing with what Desmond Tutu said, this person, the person with Ubuntu, this person treats others as he or she would be treated. Sounds familiar? And because of this, they express the second part of the concept, which concerns openness, large heartedness. They share their worth. In doing so, my humanity is recognized and becomes inextricably bound to theirs. So when you recognize someone, when you bow to them, namaste, when you bow to them, you are acknowledging their humanity and then you become bound to them in a very positive way. He continues to say, people with Ubuntu are approachable and welcoming. Their attitude is kindly and well-disposed. They are not threatened by the goodness in others because their own esteem and self-worth is generated by knowing they belong to a greater whole. Again, another aside here. Where are we in this time frame, especially in America? Where are we threatened by other people's value and self-worth? It's a good question to ask. Where are we knowing and trusting that we belong to a greater whole? Continuing on. To recast the Cartesian proposition, I think, therefore I am, Ubuntu would phrase it, I am human because I belong. I am human because I belong. I got chills. Put another way, a person is a person through other people, a concept perfectly captured by the phrase, me, we, me, we. No one comes into the world fully formed. We would not know how to think or walk or speak or behave unless we learned it from our fellow human beings. We need other human beings in order to be human. The solitary, isolated human being is a contradiction in terms. We need other human beings to be human. So I want you to contemplate that for a minute. And what would that mean to you? Or what does that look like to you? To know that you are absolutely bound to other human beings. Wouldn't you want to be treated fairly and kindly? And wouldn't you want to treat them fairly and kindly? All right. Desmond Tutu goes on to say, because we need one another, our natural tendency is to be cooperative, helpful. If this were not true, we would have died out as a species a long time ago, consumed by our violence and hate. Feels like that right now to me. But we haven't. We have kept on despite the evil and the wars that have brought so much suffering and misery down the centuries. We have kept on because we strive for harmony and community, a community not only of the living, but also one that honors our forebearers. This link to the past gives us a sense of continuity, a sense that we have created and create societies that are meant to be for the greater good 
and try to overcome anything that subverts our purpose. Our wars end, we seek to heal. But anger, resentment, lust for revenge, greed, even the aggressive competitiveness that rules so much of our contemporary world corrodes and jeopardizes our harmony. So let's just do this other aside here. Anger, resentment, a lust for revenge, greed, even the aggressive competitiveness. Now, I just ask you to take a look around you. Take a look in your personal life. Where are you feeling angry or resentful for the way your life is is happening now, especially now that we're we're through pandemic? Where where have you ended up? Are you feeling vengeful? Do you want revenge for things you may have missed out? And these are the things that separate us. These are the things that create divisiveness and division of humanity. Because the truth is Ubuntu. The truth is humanity within me recognizes and celebrates humanity within you. Namaste. That's namaste, guys. So are we wanting to build and heal or do we want to continue to corrode humanity and possibly the species? Possibly. So Desmond Tutu continues. Mbumtu points out that those who seek to destroy and dehumanize, this is very important, everybody. I'm going to say it again. Mbumtu points out that those who seek to destroy and dehumanize are also victims. Victims, usually of a pervading ethos, be it a political ideology, an economic system, or a distorted religious conviction. Consequently, they are as much dehumanized as those on whom they trample. So what he's saying is the perpetrators are also the victims because your humanity is bound to my humanity. He goes on to say, never was this more obvious than during the apartheid years in South Africa. All humanity is interlinked. Thus, the humanity of the perpetrators of apartheid was bound to that of their victims. When they dehumanized another by inflicting suffering and harm, they dehumanized themselves. In fact, I said at the time, Desmond Tutu said at the time, that the oppressor was dehumanized as much, if not more, than those opposed. It was equally clear that recovering from this situation would require a magnanimous sense on the part of the victims if there was to be a future. The end of apartheid I knew would put Mbumtu to the test, yet I never doubted its power of reconciliation. In fact, I often recalled the words of a man called Malusi Wolawana. He was an associate of Bilko's who, even while he was being tortured by the security police, looked at his torturers and realized that these were human beings too, and that they needed him to help them recover the humanity they were losing. That's Ubuntu. The humanity in me recognizes the humanity in you, and we are bound. We are one. 
we are unified always, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the appearance of, of wars and violence and perpetration of harm and all of that. We are in this together. So finding a place, finding a sense of Ubuntu within you where you can recognize that the person who's done you wrong is also the victim and is losing more than you because of their unconsciousness, their inability to see beyond their fear and their anger and their resentment. So practicing Ubuntu for the month of September, maybe, practicing Ubuntu as you reemerge in your lives, practicing Ubuntu wherever you go, whomever you're interacting with, just keep it at the back of your mind and allow it to flow through your heart. Ubuntu. The humanity in me recognizes and celebrates the humanity in you. We are one. And so it is. Namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanborrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanborell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time. <laughs>